Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, video game podcast that all you speedrunners listen to. Uh, this week uh, on Taste of Dragons, we'll be talking about after the party, we gotta escape to space. Uh, the news has gotta go fast. Our topic is all about the glow up, and this week we have a crystal dragon, which is nice, you know? It's nice to have somebody that you can see right through. I know? like this riddle this time. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I liked them before. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, say well, I didn't like them, but yeah. I really like this riddle. I appreciate that. Um, uh, and then, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how was your guys' week? Uh, you know, pretty good. This is the the second week of uh, the new year, so not as important as the first week, or doesn't have as much importance in uh, social norms as the first week does. Correct, but I, I think it actually has even more importance. Oh, why so? Because it's, it's one of those uh, your resolutions are really easy to carry over for like a week. <laughs> it's the second week this that is matters. The true week. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the week. Like, is, is it going to keep going? <laughs> so one of my one of my out of game resolutions was to yeah. start drawing in a journal because mm-hmm. because uh, Life is Strange two. There's a the main character journals by drawing. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I started yeah. doing that. And I've tried to do this before. I tried journaling with poetry. I've tried journaling, just regular journaling. In the new year, it lasts about four days. And then I just <laughs> run out of words. I'm like, Ugh, I don't get past the second week. I am happy to report I have made it to day eight nice. <laughs> of journaling through drawing. And uh, you're right. The second week is very important because that that is the the true test of your of your resolute. It is. It is. So is it like journaling? Journaling? Drawling? Yeah, I actually had it way better in my brain. <laughs> and as soon as I went to say it, it was gone. Journaling? Yeah, journaling. <laughs> Sometimes when I fall asleep, I drew learning. Yeah, all over the place. It's yeah. really gross. <laughs> Uh, it's cool though, because it's yeah. like I, I don't have to worry about writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just see in my head. I'm not a great drawer, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's just sketch. You all will pop up in it at some point. Ooh. I don't care showing it to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't touched my video game resolution. I know I was very oh, confident about it. Yeah, yeah. about uh, learning how to block. But then I w- went down and played my game for the week, and I was just like, well. I've already started. I can't start blocking now. I mean, I didn't spend you, any you didn't, points in blocking. You didn't put your points in blocking. I just, I can't. It would be irresponsible to do it now. So, but I am. I'm, I'm going to do it. So. Yeah. It's I have, on I, my uh, next game. I haven't bought any Metroidvanias, <laughs> but I am looking to see what Metroidvania I will buy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be Shadow Complex if it's available. Yeah. That's one of the most classic Metroidvanias out there from mm-hmm. yesteryear. And I've always wanted to play that game. Nice. Just hated the format. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played any game that has an ending so far this year so uh good luck on that resolution yeah it's Brian. kind of moot for me hey that's a good way to do it <laughs> yeah it's exactly like, uh, i can't i can't finish the game because they don't end it's yeah, just they're, uh, they're endless. destiny forever. yeah <laughs> joe jo, did you buy a game that you haven't played yet no i i was really good i actually looked in the e-shop and i was about to buy that river city girls game and i'm just keep waiting for it to go on sale but it hasn't uh-huh. yet i was like wait wait, wait. I, 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 I gotta go back to Pokemon. I gotta go back to Pokemon. This is not wow. right. So I, I didn't buy a game this week. Hey, it's been one week. We're doing pretty good. I yeah. feel like you know what? winning, though. <laughs> Brian, you've won me over on the relevancy of the second week. Yeah. I'm a believer. That second week is important. It is. It is. You just you don't realize it until you're like, wait, I haven't, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I was so good. <laughs> gotta stick with it. You do. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into our games then. What are you playing? And uh, this week, you know, I'll start us off. Uh, cool. So this week, uh, if you if you listen to our What I'm Not Talking About on Instagram last week, you will know the game I'm, I am talking about this week, which is Escape from Tarkov. It is a first-person shooter uh, online online game. 
So what you have is you you have like um. How uh, have I never heard of this game before? I don't know. It might be because there's no women in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the uh, is that yeah, what it that's is? that game? But it's there's a reason for it. But yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that later. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a game that uh, has been around for I think two or three years now. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's still just in perpetual beta. Um, oh, one of those. This game is was started by a person who who loves first person games, uh-huh. um, and he's played a lot of like the survival games. But they were never anything that he really wanted. So he decided uh, this is a Russian guy. And he was like, you know what? I want to make my perfect game. Uh, <laughs> so as of right now, as of you know, two or three years later, it is at point, uh, point one two uh, beta or point one three beta. <laughs> okay. So he's he's adding a lot of stuff to this. So I he mean, wants to add a lot. He of stuff took to this. time very seriously. Yes. Yeah, it takes time to make perfection. <laughs> it does. You know, I don't want to rush him on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's even Sorry. funnier is he. <laughs> The guy himself, I wish that was intentional, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, the guy himself, uh, because he wants to play his perfect game, he's not playing it at all. He wants to wait till oh. version 1.0 to play his game that he envisions. Oh, that's fun. So, so which is kind of funny. So, so, so is he relying on other people to tell him how it is? No, so no, he's, he he's just adding his own stuff. Like he has his own wish list of what he wants. Okay, in this. so he's just iterative, iteratively adding it. To well, that's it. beautiful. So, uh, so basically, what this game is, you know, it's a first-person game. Um, but the thing is, is so you uh, you have your player character, um, and you kit him out. You can give him a weapon. You can give him armor. You can give him like a backpack so he can carry stuff and and, and take stuff out. Uh, and then you it drops you inside of a map. And so the map, depending on which map it is, uh, has a certain amount of other player characters in it. And it also has some NPCs in it. So real players? Uh, real like, players. Like you and me? Like you and me. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, so it's like a PVPVE. <laughs> so player versus oh, player oh, versus environment. I love PVPVs. Yeah, PVPVs. But like PUBG and all these other games, you can loot stuff when you're in the game and put it in your backpack. And you have, I think, a certain amount of time. It's a different time for every single map. Uh, to does his perfect game involve a lot of item inventory management? It very much so not does. Not perfect. <laughs> not perfect. Oh, it very much so does. <laughs> uh, but if you, it's fun, it's fine. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually is. It's it's very fun. Okay. And, and the reason for it is because so you know you you look at all this stuff and your goal is to uh, you know get in, get as much stuff as you can, and get out. Okay. That's the premise. Uh, in practice, though, you die a lot. Okay. Uh, How? But, but uh, so you can either other player characters can shoot you. Oh, come on. Uh, the, the enemy characters that are inside the game uh, oh, come can shoot on. you. Um, you can just not uh, extract yourself before well, the time limit's up. So that's you just your get stranded. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and so it depends on how you want it, like risk versus reward. Oh, you know, it's a lot of escape from. Yeah, escape from Tarkov. Oh, Tarkov. OK. But if you die, everything you have on you is gone. Oops. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, but the game like ends, so you have to start over from no, the beginning. Like, you're still fine. Like oh. you can still go back out there th- with your stuff. Okay. It's just that everything that you had on you is gone. Okay. All the other players okay. in that map can loot it if they want it. To. If they Ouch. find your body, they can take it. Can you loot your own body? Uh, no, because that you're gone. Like that's that map's done. But if you kill another player, you can take their stuff. You kill an enemy player, you can take their stuff. I see what this perpetuates. <laughs> so, so, so it's like a risk versus reward. Like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of stuff in there, I'm sure, but I don't want to lose my stuff. And so, right, right. but you know, but there's good stuff in there. So, do I want to risk losing all of my stuff that I have on me? And it's about like just uh, making sure you have either enough money to replace the stuff. Like, it's you know, don't go in with stuff you can't lose. 
is basically so what it there's is. shops in this game too yeah is this uh, like a village like i'm it's it's a giant map so have you ever played PUBG or one yeah. of those types of things yeah. so it's basically one of those types of worlds okay so like depending on the map like one of the maps is just a giant mall that's actually very interesting yeah and it all takes place in in russia right and uh yeah like like i said one of the maps is just a giant mall and it yeah. has a whole bunch of stores in there and you can go in there and if, take if PUBG stuff. was PUBG but it had npc characters in it it would make the world much more livelier and does change the emphasis of of those games it does is and there fishing uh, there's not fish. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was the perfect game, Mandy. No Gosh. fishing. I will say it does probably have the best gun mechanics I've ever seen. Oh, how oh, so? Cool. Like, um, you can attach like a thousand different attachments to your oh, guns. Oh, so it's very customizable. It's very customizable. That's great. Everything down from like the stock of the gun to like the grip to that's uh, even more interesting when you loot people because yeah. you're you can you're going to be getting some unique items. You won't just be getting SMG number three exactly, but you're yeah. getting something that's very personal to someone. Ah, I feel yeah. bad now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, but, but yeah, the like, apples. Everything's very customizable. The uh, the uh, the ammo is customizable, so you can get either armor piercing ones or you can get one that do more flesh damage do you get fishing ammo no oh, come on <laughs> it's not perfect then i know it's not it's just not i yeah, like it's, i it's, like the idea that you call bait fishing ammo. <laughs> i'm not wrong it's, it's, he's not wrong it's true he's, he's point true. one it's point one three uh, it's not done yet We're, <laughs> yeah one day it will be perfect it will, it will. we're just helping him out but it, it's very much so like it's it's fun to watch because I've watched some people stream it, but it is much more fun to play because it's a lot more of like Those are the, the best nervous type of energy yeah. type of, oh, crap. Oh, I'm, you know, I got, I am, I gonna, <laughs> yeah, am I going to get this? Oh, there's a person all the way down the field. You know, can I snipe but them? The point is inevitably you will not make it. You just kind of see how far you can get. Yeah. And then and start then you, over. Yeah. Basically, you go into every single there's uh, no one of winning these maps. This. Basically, yeah, yeah. Every single time you go into a map, just expect to lose everything. And right. If you make it out with any, if you make it out, you're yeah. good. You it's know. like like a don't starve. I don't, you can't yeah. really beat don't starve. You just keep <laughs> going until you're done. Until, yeah. Yeah, you're taken down. Yeah, absolutely. And then so. it's the journey that was the true reward. Yeah, it is. So, but yeah, it's the game's actually phenomenal. Like, yeah, that sounds I, I've great. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I look forward to its release. Yeah. Then I'll play it. Like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just want its release. I want its release on like PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be probably be PlayStation 6. <laughs> but it'll be perfect. It will. There will be fishing. <laughs> the creator of the game will be in his deathbed just like, I got it. <laughs> This is it. Send. (laughs) And his last thing he sends is fishing ammo. That's that's the last thing he adds. It's called the Troy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that was the game I played this week. Escape from Tarkov. Would the bullets look like little fishes? Yeah, I'm thinking the little worms and like bait. Oh, okay. I get it. Little little flies. I don't know. Plastic flies. Little bobbers. (laughs) Would, Would that be the game's hook? For you. <laughs> You're fishing for a compliment from me, aren't you? I was. Yeah. He was uh, really reeling that in. I was. We're just lining them up, all right? Yep, yep, yep. Taking them to school? Nice to sit down there, Joe. Right, next, so, next, uh, please, next. Next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? I, I dove back into Outer Worlds. That's what I was playing last week. It's what I'm, I've kind of continued oh. to play. I've been really enjoying Is it. Is that the game that should not be confused with Outer Wild? That, that's true. You should not confuse those two games. I don't know who would do that. <laughs> yeah, they're I don't know why. very different. <laughs> um, but for those who might be confused, uh, is this is the one that's very much like Fallout and Mass Effect kind of together. It's mm-hmm. so talky. It, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is. Um, uh, I haven't gotten too much 
further than I was last week, but um, I have gotten to a new planet, which has been a lot of fun. Nice. Um, and one of the things the game does that I didn't really discover last week is they kind of have multiple solutions to the same puzzle, yeah. which has been very cool. So oh, I, you mentioned it had multiple solutions to the same conversations. Right. So it does but make now sense. Now you're seeing that in the, in the puzzling aspect. What is yes. like a puzzle in this game? So I went into a building. Uh, and it was filled with monsters. Ah! Um, and I get to choose who I bring with me. Creatures. I guess not yeah. monsters. Oh. Um, I get to choose who I bring with me. Um, and all of my people have different skills. So depending on who I brought with me, I can solve things so in like a different a com- way. like a companion system. Yes, like I have two or so. six companions. Nice. So, nice. Um, and all of them have different skills. Friends. We right. call those friends sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are my friends and some of them I just met and we're not friends yet. Wow. Um, they know who friends. they are. They do know who they are. Yeah. Um, but... But uh, depending on who you bring in, you can kind of solve the puzzles differently, which is really interesting. So, like, there were creatures in this one building. Mm-hmm. And if I brought this one lady, she's really good at attacking and killing the creatures. That's, like, her jam. Okay. Hunter? Um, yes. Uh, she's, like, a big game hunter is kind of her theme. Um, and then I can bring this other lady who's a doctor. And if I bring her, she can, like, re- release gas into the area that kills the animals but doesn't hurt us. Humane. So, well, Humanely killing the animals. Sure. Uh, Is she and, just farting? No. If I remember correctly, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was going to explain like the gas levels, but if I'm you play the, the game, enjoy doctor. the science. Uh, but uh, but that, I thought that was really interesting. So I could choose to kill things and the like the standard like shoot them up yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like run through this Bloody area, messy. kill everything, mm-hmm. or I could go out of my way to puzzle um, the other solution. Okay. Um, Which was so if I spent them. my points in certain areas, I would be able to bring her with me and then go into certain nice. rooms and then turn on the CO2. So basically, if I'm that person who doesn't want to read anything, I'm really going to enjoy the game because I'm going to get the shoot 'em up that I want. And if I'm the person, like I am, who really enjoys the story, I can get that background story and get like a completely different solution to the same puzzle. I feel like games that have like an active choice system like that do a really good job at making you feel like it's your game and you're having a yeah. very unique experience oh, yeah, where yeah, it's, yeah. hey, either way you're going down this path, but since you're choosing how you go down this path, makes it seem as if you're the only one experiencing this this way. And that's always a wonderful feeling in games. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. Because that's like, that was one of the disconnects I had with Borderlands 3. Like Borderlands 3 is just, I mean, wow, no matter what you do, go. yeah, you're just going to go matter. and shoot yeah. things, which is fine, but I just didn't care about the story. It, yeah. It can so, only sustain itself for so long. Yeah. Yeah. These days. Yeah. <laughs> this was especially fun so because... So pretentious of me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> These days of gaming, I need my We've choice. We've really grown. Oh, I only get two choices? Jeez. Mm. Wow. Where's the complexity? Where's the earnestness? Two years ago, with oh. the other Borderlands, it was acceptable, acceptable. but now... But these days. Now. Yeah. Yikes, um, Maurice. But but uh, the <laughs> the coolest part is is if I wanted to, I could even do a mixture of solutions. Mm-hmm. Like I could bring the doctor with me and kill the things, even though she's not as good. At it. <laughs> um, and Interesting. Uh, for the building that I was in, they had like two to three puzzles like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this is the mission, and then you have choice A and choice B, and you get to choose very like fable style. And uh-huh. you know, yeah. No, you have like a bunch of different combinations yeah. of things that you can do to make every experience. It, it sounds like you have choice A, B, and C, and then all the gray area in between. Yes, mm-hmm. which has been really cool. That game's oh, I really want to play that it's game. It's a good game. Yikes. <laughs> you should. I, I still have to finish Outer Wilds, not to be confused with Outer Worlds. That's true. Correct. Uh, I feel like you would also really enjoy uh, Deus Ex 
Machina. I think just Deus Ex, yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't played that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. That's basically that's, where a lot of people get, or a lot yeah. of games get their that's, like this type oh, of yeah. thing because cool, there's cool. like you know four it, or five different ways you could do it, and then all the ways in between. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Deus Ex kind of brought that to the forefront in yeah. a really powerful way. It's a little boring though. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh very much so. <laughs> <laughs> most of, most of the solutions are boring, I will say. But they're your boring. They are your boring issues. But it was the first kind of boring, and it that's was. what matters. <laughs> you know, it's true, actually. Like, there's so many things where it's just like, oh, this is really great. And you go back to playing and go, oh, man, this oh, was gosh. rough or boring or all of the above. But it was the funnest but thing was, we had. And it was the first. Yeah, that it was, was the first. first. fine. Innovative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so how far into it are you? Um, I, I don't know how long it is, so I can't give you like a percentage, but, yeah. um, I got off the first world, um, and I've done like two thirds of the second world. Oh, okay. And I think the map has like six planets I can travel to. Oh, okay. Other things after I learn about them might unlock, I might not be able to see them until I learn about them. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more content. Okay. Um, but I would 20%. just thumb in the air (laughs) i like it (laughs) as far as choices go like two (laughs) percent all right well uh nicely done how about you troy uh talking about talky games i am playing a talky game um it is by the developers uh night school studios they are the makers of oxen free another talky game yep uh i'm playing after party uh, a game that came out uh, in October of 2018. Uh, it's got one of the most solid premises <laughs> <laughs> in gaming to date. You play as Lola and Milo, two college students who are about to graduate, and you're at a college party, and some people are like, hey, drink, let's have this, let's dance, let's do whatever. And during your actions of that night, uh, you wake up in hell. <laughs> do, you do you know what out. happens? You don't. You, it's definitely drinking. You definitely drank yourself well, no, no, to death, right? I think, I think, at first, I feel like that's what they want you to think. Oh. But the way the game is kind of shaping makes you feel as if, like, that whole party may not even have been a party. Oh. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, like, within the first five minutes, they kind oh, of <laughs> hint at that, which is wonderful. Because yeah, yeah. I did that party, and I was actually kind of responsible by drinking. I'm sorry. It's ingrained in me, Mom. <laughs> you trained me well. She doesn't want me to drink at all. <laughs> um, That's okay. She doesn't listen. <laughs> no, she wouldn't get this far <laughs> in the podcast if she did. Um, so, like, I was actually pretty tepid with my drinking, and then I still woke up in hell, and I was like, hey, I didn't overdo it. I was actually mm-hmm. being pretty good. Because there is a designated button just to drink, <laughs> which is wonderful. Um and then your quest is actually trying to figure out how you died. Oh, that's fun. Okay. And 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 how you can get out of hell. And that is the premise is that you quickly figure out the way to get out of hell is to outdrink the devil in a in a in a drinking game and then he'll give you a passage out. And it's only happened every few thousands of years. <laughs> um this game is delightfully uh charming. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a version of hell is so casual and cool <laughs> and yet horrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it has that kind of Monsters, Inc. vibe where it's like, hey, this is the processing unit of where you get to dreams. This is how this is who's, you know, uh, in charge of your of your dreams and your nightmares. Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes that look at hell like you're assigned a personal demon <laughs> okay. and you go through a for real questionnaire. And, you know, and then uh, based on your answers as Milo and Lola. Uh, a personal demon is assigned to you, which will show up very inconveniently, just kind of annoy you. 
and it's it's really earnest at its job. <laughs> it's like, hi, you know, my name is, you know, uh, uh, Thornworm or Thornwort, and I'm, I'm your personal demon, and uh, let's talk about your childhood. <laughs> um, so it's really delightful, and it's, and it's comedy. It's really fun. Uh, it is a talkie game, so you're not doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You are walking from point A to point B, engaging in dialogue options, kind of like Oxenfree was as well, um, and just trying to just kind of trying to see where this all will lead you. And I'm about halfway through it right it's now. It's like a point and click, right? Not not even. No, no, no. It's like less than a point yeah, and click. Yeah, it's less than a point and click because <laughs> okay. you're not solving puzzles. Okay. You're, you're not trying okay. to, you're not collecting items. You're really just walking from one scenario to the next and your choices are what's uh, changing the story or the flavor of the story. So it's kind of like more like a, almost like a visual novel. Yeah. Okay. But okay. but the hook is the drinking. <laughs> There's lots of bars in hell. All the drinks are free. <laughs> and they're all like horrible names, like like you know, genocide, uh, mojitos Jesus. and stuff. Oh goodness. Um or just like IRS form uh, you know, neat or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um and your drink gives you more options when you talk in dialogue. You usually get two options. And depending on what drink you get depends on what your third option of dialogue will be. So one drink may give you liquid courage. So when you're talking in the in the next scenario, you'll have like, hey, I want to do this or I don't do this. Or like, why are you doing this? And the why you're doing this will only happen if you take a, a, a like a swig before you talk. Okay. You get that third option. And depending on what you drink depends on the option. I, w- I had I played a beer po- I played pong no is it a drinking pong what is that called you can tell I didn't, I didn't do beer this pong? it is beer yeah. pong but yeah. without beer I guess whatever it is sure the the cups and the ping pong ball and whatever yeah. I obviously didn't <laughs> go to many <laughs> parties in college um so uh, you play one of those and so I decided to drink the flirty drink oh <laughs> so that while uh, we were playing uh, beer pong I would throw out like hey. Those biceps are looking really good, man. And then, like he would like mess up his throw or something. So depending on your drink depends on some of the outcomes or how you can influence your choices. And that has been fascinating because now you have like four different ways you could a- approach a situation. You could be flirty or if you get the witty asshole drink, if you get the smug rich guy drink. There's many different options you can get to, to the, the psychopath. There's a psychopath drink. I don't even know what could happen if, if I were to have those <laughs> That's ones the whole as well. Point. Exactly. That's the whole so point. I get the feeling this is made to replay and to see how you can you can uh, influence things. So great game uh, so far. Uh, the only caveat I would say that is kind of like eh about it is there's a lot of space to explore, but because it's so linear, I end up running places and then there's just no reason to run there yet. Um. So I'm, there's a lot of missed time that I'm having where I'm thinking it's a point and click and like let me see what's over here and then it's. Nothing. No. Something cool to Just look not at. That game. Something cool to look at. <laughs> but obviously, I'm gonna have to come back here later when yeah. I'm supposed to. And I've just been doing that a lot, so I haven't been getting as far as I would like in the game. Yeah. Um, but now that I know that, I'm just kind of streamlining the the plot, okay. and it's been delightful. The devil is hilarious. <laughs> Satan, Lucifer, uh, the dragon. He's he's fantastic. Nice. He's nice. just like a, someone who's just he has a job too. <laughs> he just wants to party. Too much responsibility. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's good. Twenty bucks on okay. everything right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. So is it on Switch? Uh, not yet, actually. Okay. I think it's going to be brought to Switch very yeah. soon. It seems like a good Switch game. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was on sale for Christmas. It probably still is for holidays. Probably, yeah. So I would pick it up if you can. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Nice to done. And then uh, finally, Joe. 
I I decided, as I stated earlier, that I was not going to buy myself a new game this week, <laughs> and I decided to pick Pokemon back up. And I've heard of yeah. this Pokemon. This Pokemon game, had, it is a. I was I was in the second wild area the last time I played, and it was. I was really just running around just... I don't know why you even call this game Pokemon. You should just call it The Wild Area and Joe. <laughs> that's all I do. I, Joe's wild time. This is me wiling out, guys. It's crazy. Um, I decided I was going to continually go back to the lady who has my Ponita and a Ditto, and I was just going to make... I was going to hatch eggs and then surprise uh-huh. trade Ponitas. <laughs> that's all I do with my time. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll take my bike, I'll ride all the way down to one end, and by the time I'm done with one end, it's, it's hatched, and then I'll surprise treat it and then i'll ride my back all the way back to the lady who touches the eggs get another egg and then ride all the way back and i i i've only done three gyms so i can't really catch almost any of the things in that area they're all i feel like you know how to play pokemon the best i i I hear everyone else talking about all the badges they get they beat it they beat shield and sword and they, they get really into the breeding and they're really like hardcore you're having the greatest time just this entrepreneurial Pokemon hippie. <laughs> I camp a lot. I'm so into the curry. Yeah, yeah. You're such a hippie. <laughs> hey, try my curry. You want to ride my ponytail? Dude, it's like four star curry. Do you want a free Farfetch'd? I got, like, no. I got, I like, got it all. I got to go to this uh, tournament. You're like, nah, stay in the wild it's area. So What's the rush? It's, it's so Slow down. Drink in the insert grass Pokemon type. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's you all wanna, good. <laughs> you want to try this grass Pokemon type? It's real good. <laughs> it's, about, it's about catching the sights, not the Pokemon, man. It's, you know, don't, don't be like a wheezing. Come on. I turned my Applin into a bong. You want to hit? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my Pokemon person would probably do. <laughs> but that's, that's, I, I actually, oh, and I, I found something cool that I, I didn't get to do because I was not, I was playing Dr. Mario the week of Christmas, but they apparently had like a cool event. There was oh, a Dynamax. Man, don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> There's been two events actually in the game. Oh, one of them, man. one of them, I was able to play, but I wasn't, I wasn't able to catch the Dynamax Pokemon. But uh, well, one of the customers that comes in, he was like, "Hey, have you caught that new Snorlax?" I'm like, "Yeah, uh-huh. the one that's on the bridge. I, I can't catch him yet. He's like a level like 50 something." I'm like, "I can only catch up to level 30 somethings." And he goes, "No, no, no, the one that has the berry tree on it." I'm like, "Wait, what are you talking Whoa? about?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, you didn't play the week of Christmas? There was a really cool thing that they were doing." There was a Dynamax Snorlax in the game, and if you and all you had to do was update your Wild Area news or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and then when you go out, the Dynamax Pokemon little beam of light would pop up. You go over to the beam of light, you go in there, and it was a Snorlax that had a berry tree on its tummy Aww. because it was so tired and so lazy <laughs> that it was like, I don't have to get up for food. I'm just gonna let the berry tree grow on my tummy, and I thought that Ew. was horrifying Aww. sounding yet really funny all He's at the same time. Eating so his he belly just, button lint. It's, yeah. it's a tree. No, it grew. He's like a the, hero. The, that tree. <laughs> Yeah, he's a hero to other Snorlaxes, that's for sure. He what doesn't have to move. A, like, he, th- can you eat the berries off of the Snorlax? I don't know. I didn't get tree? one. He, I don't want to, I think. He sounds like he'd be really good at camping. Right? Right. That's the, like, so I missed out on getting that Dynamax. And there was a Magikarp event, apparently, that also Aww. had, like, a. Uh, I guess the chances to get a shiny Magikarp were really, really high with the Dynamax ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, like, my friend that was telling me about it, he was like, you really need to update your thing. I'm like, oh, I gotta go back to that game, but it's just gonna take all my time again. <laughs> and then all I'm, all I'm gonna want to do is make more Surfetch just so I can surprise trade them and 
surprise trading has been pimp lately. There were Pokemon. I don't even know what the hell they are, but they are really crazy looking. Those Pokemon don't know what the hell they are they either. Don't, man. They're some weird looking Pokemon. Am I, am I a bong? <laughs> yeah. They say their name, but it's always questioning. Yeah. I, I don't blame them. They look pretty crazy, but I, I've gotten a lot of weird Pokemon I didn't even know existed. So I was very like, here, enjoy this Ponita. Enjoy this Surfetched. I'll take, what are you? What is that? Is that a... Is that like a, a, one of them looks like a kid drew like a a, a stone monster and it was and then took the paper you cut out the pieces of paper and then made little flaps so that its hands are sticking out it looks like a paper toy oh. like a paper doll but it's like a stone monster what, I don't even know what it is man what what messed me up is is later in the game you get bits of fossils which you've gotten in Pokemon games before yeah. yeah. but you get a top fossil and a bottom fossil and then you bring them to a lady and then she makes you a Pokemon but it's like half of of one half of a Pokemon with another half of a Pokemon it's they're monstrous oh I don't want that <laughs> they're they're like strange Poke Golem things I am not about like, that life. I am not about yeah <laughs> oh no no I'm not talking to that lady that is still not as unsettling as belly berries <laughs> you're welcome for that oh gosh see but I want him though I want that Snorlax I feel I like that you. Snorlax is probably the most relaxed Snorlax ever yeah. it doesn't have to walk it doesn't have to do anything it just sits there and eats berries growing out of oh, its tummy oh. he's like is that more curry <laughs> right is there any more curry because I'll wake up for curry yeah. I'll he stretch is. my arm out eat some of that curry he is snore relaxing yeah so oh I get the name now thanks Brian you're welcome I couldn't figure it out before I didn't think anybody could well here we are we're I in think, a new era I think it's from uh, him sleeping <laughs> and relaxing. Oh, well, you're going too fast, man. Slow I know, down. I know. In 2020, I got to take it slow. Pump the brakes. <laughs> it's a weird year. <laughs> but all in all, I think tonight I am going to go to whatever area. It starts with an H area or something. There's, there's the fourth gym area. Mm-hmm. Uh, head, Halifax. Halifax, that sounds right. I really wanted to say Hathor, but that's I know that's, that's, that's Drew's news. That's just a city in Canada. <laughs> there we go. Halifax. I'm going to Canada tonight <laughs> in Pokemon. I don't actually, I really don't know what the heck. I, think it, I don't remember what it's called, but I'm going to, by next week, I think I'm going to get that fourth gym badge just so I can catch some of the weird looking things that are running around because there's yeah. like a lot of level 40 whatevers. I just want to like, I just want to throw a Pokeball and catch one. I don't need a lot of them. What about catch them all? I don't really need to do See, that. That's why you have the right mentality. We've all been ingrained to catch them all, but that's just that's just stress. Well, it is. Yeah. You know, I'll find it when I find it. It's okay. <laughs> they don't want to be friends Man. with me. I will sp- surprise trade it. It's you fine. Are inspirational. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, if you never want to finish a game. <laughs> there, are be- there are better oh, no. things. Right? That's I, not your resolution. That's Brian's. I was going to say, I can't do that. That's Brian's problem, not mine. <laughs> oh, God. This Pokemon game is saving me from buying another game. That's my resolution. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this is this game is counterproductive to both of us. Or counterproductive to me, productive for productive you. Productive for me, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a marriage to me. <laughs> so, uh, all right. That'll do it for our games this week. And now that brings us to our news segment. News, 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 news. Yeah. I'll choose you, news. <laughs> I choose news. Uh, <laughs> uh, starting off, uh, the PS5 logo was released, and the date of fall 2020 or winter 2020 was given. Shock. Yeah. yeah. PS5. Yeah, it's so basic, yeah. but why was I so excited? Same. <laughs> My heart started beating. I started sweating a little bit. I tweeted it immediately. It, it, it was just like, a, a photoshopped version of the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like but you hell, saw it and it took yeah. you a minute to be like, oh, that's a five. That's a five, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, I'm just excited it's happening. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just, just, I'm a sucker. 
for you. I mean, I'm going to buy it. Your name is PlayStation. It, it doesn't matter what it looks Are like. Are we going to buy, buy one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're oh, going to yeah. buy two PS5s this, yeah. this coming we're gonna be up broke. year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, th- we'll probably get one. And then once yeah. they have like the PS5 Pro, we'll get that one. That way we'll have the two. Oh, but we might have to buy an Xbox. We have to figure out what to do with Xbox. Oh. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out between yeah. all of us. Is there going to be an Naruto game for the Xbox? I will be buying the Xbox then. Uh, if it's for the Xbox, it's probably also for the PC. So <laughs> I'm not <laughs> playing on the computer. Yeah, I know. I'm I just... don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> all computers mean to me is editing. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's also fair. Uh, and then also the uh, Game Developers Choice Awards and Independent Games Festival Awards finalists have been announced uh, that are going to be giving away on March 18th, one right after the other. Um, just that... Like uh, for the people, the ones that got the most amount of awards or more award uh, nominees uh-huh. was for the for the games one was um, Control, Death That's Stranding. That's a great game. That's yep. a great game. And uh, Outer Wilds. Also a great game. All of them had five each. So they each had five nominations, which was pretty cool. Do you think Outer Worlds is upset that they didn't get any nominations, but Outer Wilds did? <laughs> Uh, Outer Worlds got like a couple, but yeah, no, that's the thing. Like Outer Wilds is like, yeah, this is just this, not like no name, but it's it was their very first game. Oh yeah, so which is actually one of the nominations. It's best debut game, uh, <laughs> as well it should be, as it should be exactly. Uh, and yeah, it's like this one thing. It's like, oh okay, cool. Why, why do they have so many award nominations? Like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Does Death Stranding count as a first uh, game? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no uh, oh, debut company. game. Yeah. No, because it's still the same studio. It's just no, a different it's a, it's publisher. A, it's a different it's studio. It's a different studio. It's still Kano- Konami Productions. That's the Kojima? first thing that he's done. Or Kojima. Yeah, yeah. Kojima. Uh, but they did. Ko- they were also Kojima Productions before. They just split. Oh, oh I thought this was his first actual game. Like, no. Independently, any- yes. Right. Oh. Yeah, right. But it's still publisher versus developer is two different things. Okay, I mean, he, that's he's, fair. You know, for all intents and purposes, he is a AAA fair studio enough. himself. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I think the other ones for the best debut were um, were Disco Elysium, uh, awesome game, Manifold Garden. What is that? Uh, that's a phone game. Oh. So it uh, makes me so sad and happy when someone praises a game that I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm happy that there's this new game for me to play. I'm also sad that I have never heard of it <laughs> until now. Uh, next one you have heard of and you've played uh, Nights and Bikes. Oh yeah. heck yeah! <laughs> we got to finish that. I wanna ride my bike. <laughs> and then uh, Neo Cab was the last one. That one I also haven't heard of. Yeah, that's on my list next. I'm kind of catching up on all the yeah. little things I missed last year. Nice. And and that is on the list. Yeah. And then uh, for the Independent Awards, it was, I think the one who got the most was Mutazione. I, I'm going to go with that's what it's pronounced like because, mm-hmm. you know, this is our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the ones that for a grand prize was Elysia, A Short Hike, which is a very cute game if you haven't seen it before. Uh, Untitled Goose Game, uh, Metazione, nay, uh, Slay the Spire, and Anodyne 2 Return to Dust. Slay the Spire was... Will win. Is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the most game of games. It is. It is. It's it's so polished as well. Uh, but yeah, those are just fun little things. All right. And when will we see the results of this? Uh, March 18th. Uh, it'll be... That's so far. I know. <laughs> Better you be get, an awesome show. They're giving people time to, to finish them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we watch it together if it's a thing? Yeah, we could. Yeah. 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 They're going to live stream yeah. it because it's the uh, IGF is first, which is the Independent Games Festival. Okay. And then uh, immediately following that is the yeah. Game Developers. Let's watch it. You know what, audience? Watch along with us. Yeah. 
will be a, a nice venue by then for it you will. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making promises, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> making all the promises. <laughs> and now following up that amazing news is we got some more amazing news. We got some stamp news right there, Amanda. This was this made me happier than it should have. Uh, <laughs> is it is the silliest news I have seen in a while. Is the U the UK, the United Kingdom, the the country of the UK has released video game stamps. Mm. Uh, so cool. And uh, they're going to have Tomb Raider, Lemmings, Wipeout, and a mixture of other kind of classic uh, video game images. And they're for real stamps. Like, you can get them. You can order them online. Uh, they're not for sale, I think, till January 19th. But if you're interested in some dope stamps, uh, they are available for pre-order. And they will ship them to the U.S. So you can have your very own, very legal stamps with old-fashioned video games on them. This is the best argument i found to want mail again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, fully digital, but, like... They sell digital stamps. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all right. Uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Why do you need a digital stamp? If you want to collect stamps, but you don't oh, want to damage the okay. environment. For collection purposes, sure. It's just a gif. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to use mine. I, want, I like using things. You're not going to be able to use them here because they're in England only. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. So, yeah. I mean, they're legal. If, can, if I send, go to can I mail it to England? No, uh, we would have to use our postage <laughs> here. Uh, all right, so I'll fly to England. Yeah. No, <laughs> Got a ticket. Have your cousin mail you a letter. There we go. Yeah. I have some cousins in England. There you go. I'm going to yeah. make this happen. Or you know what you could do? You can mail them a letter with the letter inside of it. Okay. Yeah. Already stamped. Yeah. And, and, and they paid can, for. And paid for. And then they just, the stamp. Yeah, they just come back. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that will not get convoluted or lost. Or <laughs> not at <laughs> all. <laughs> we won't forget as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, and then on uh, Twitch over on Twitch uh, like I was talking about earlier Escape from Tarkov I was watching some streamers on there Uh, but it the game blew up on Twitch over like the new year period and that was because they were having a Twitch drop event so that if you're watching streamers uh, playing it you could get in-game items inside the game cool Uh, that's cool so I love that. So I think like at one point over two hundred and sixty thousand people were watching uh, people play Escape from Tarkov. Uh, so a lot of the established streamers that were just playing the game like blew up. One of them went from having maybe uh, fifteen hundred watchers to having at one point over a hundred thousand people watching him. Wow! Um, Yikes! And a lot of other uh, big time streamers because of this event and seeing it blow up also started playing the game. Uh, which caused you know more people to play it. So like Doctor Disrespect was playing it. Uh, Doctor Lupo was playing. All the doctors were playing. I'm it. so sad <laughs> I don't know more about Doctor Disrespect. I don't like him, but a lot of people do. Uh, <laughs> wow, you disrespected him. Uh, I think Shroud was playing it. Like I know Shroud. There you go. See, like I knew you knew him. So, but all these all these streamers, all the big time ones, were were starting to play them as well. So it just it just kind of had like a snowball effect. Nice. And uh, yeah, and I think he's, even as of right now, it's not. Uh, now that the, the the drop events is over, uh, people are still seeing way larger numbers than they were seeing before uh, for this game. Cool. So so good for them. Um, and as Manny was saying earlier, they're not going to put females uh, models in the game uh, <laughs> because of a lot of a lot of stupid re- or to begin with a lot of stupid reasons. But then they're like, I mean, it is going to be really difficult to remodel all of our stuff for a female model. But oh, like, not cool. That's so going to they... be like that. Could, maybe that can be like point nine eight. It, they put a lot of work into the game, and yeah. one of the 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 things that the gamer audience wanted is like, oh, can you play as a female character? And they were like, no, because it doesn't work with the fiction of the game. And then after they said that, people were like, 
what? <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, no, it, it's also really hard to make, create, uh, you know, new character models and then, uh, right. you know, make them look realistic and good. So we're just not going to. And hey, it's his perfect game. It <laughs> right. You right. know, it's who, who am I to say what he <laughs> thinks is perfect? Yeah. I can have an opinion. Just but not, that's, just not that's, women. His, that's his just world. Not women. That's so, his world. Yeah. I think he was just trying to like come up with like in lore type stuff of why. And they just justify like, it. And they was just like, nah, it's just production. <laughs> it's like, I just don't want to do more work. Yeah. Not every game has to have a lady in it, but the idea of there being like 300 NPCs and 50 <laughs> players and it's like they're all men all of them are men there yeah. are no women in the whole world no, no women in Russia that's the name of the world the, the game what's no gonna women happen it's gonna be the smurf thing he's gonna add one woman <laughs> it's gonna be kind of inconsequential and yeah. sad. What, what, what's worse is if the game has no women or if they put women in the game but then they just do like the bare minimum and it's just like clearly oh. a man with just women like like frame on top of it I don't know if it. I can answer that yeah <laughs> so they like Zarya it or just I I've like, definitely seen video games before where they clearly took a female model and they just put it on everything that they already did for like the male model yeah and then yeah, they yeah. walk like a guy even though they have like a woman's yeah, it's, frame it's almost and, like, an, like, they, like a yeah like why would why put that in there if you're not going to put in the time to really right, put right. Uh, a woman in there yeah hmm. agreed agreed but then uh, again, like, do I want no women in there? It's, uh, <laughs> What's worse? I yeah. don't know. It gets a good tasty topic for another day. Oh, I'll write that down. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then also speaking of streamers, uh, lots of streamers have raised money for Australia. Um, oh. One of them uh, was was actually, I think they raised over two hundred and twenty US dollars, okay. two hundred and twenty thousand US dollars. Wow. Um, over I think a thirty six hour period. Good. In case the audience doesn't know, Australia on fire, yo. Oh, very yeah, on fire. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> Yeah, so so and a lot of them were also Australian streamers as well. So uh, I think one of the main, the one I was just talking about that raised two hundred twenty thousand U.S. dollars, um, which is over I think three hundred uh, Australian dollars, three hundred thousand Australian dollars, is um, like they were just doing like a like a twelve hour event. Like hey, you know we're we're hoping to raise like fifteen thousand Australian do- dollars, and they surpassed that within I think they I think it was like thirty minutes wow. because a whole bunch of other larger streamers started donating to, and then also hosting them yeah so See, like the, the one, yeah, yeah. So i was just gonna say the one i was uh, that was talking about the escape from tarkov guy he's actually australian mm-hmm. and uh he had one hundred and two thousand viewers at the mm. time and he hosted them oh, and great. so all of these people who didn't now know about it awareness. just filtered right into yeah. them see that's that's the beautiful stuff uh, about gaming like I, th- this past week has been really rough for me <laughs> to <laughs> game with everything that, that's been going on this week mm-hmm. and at one point it's like do i even like want to play a video game i just want to like crawl up and <laughs> read yeah. things and help something but then you know there there is an importance i think to to play and a power in it so i, I think that is a good example of 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 the power of play agree is being able to help out so yeah video games are all right even in the tough times yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and then if you if you didn't have time to play games well uh, a lot of other people did this week because <laughs> Awesome Games Done Quick was this week. And uh, if you want to... they had time to do it better than you. <laughs> wave and way faster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, this week slash last week if you're listening to this when it releases. Um, and uh, a whole lot of money was raised. A whole lot of games were played. Um, like Outer Wild or Outer Worlds, the Not game to that you're playing. Outer Wilds. Which I just did. Uh, Outer <laughs> Worlds uh, was actually completed in 25 minutes. Oh, I, I am I, well beyond that. Dumb. I can't. I mean, it's a good dumb, but that's dumb. You yeah. know, I could see it if you just didn't read anything or do anything, and you knew exactly every dialogue choice, and you were just like this, 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 this. What they were doing was because I, I watched.
watched it, and what they're doing is just dumb. Like he was saying, <laughs> just dumb. Like one are of there the glitches things, that they're oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're utilizing okay. glitches. They're utilizing because like everything. you can beat like Zelt like uh, Link to the Past in like two seconds. So it's because you like find a a hole that you fall into that brings yeah. you to the last level. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and so which yeah, is cool. Yeah, and 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 the way that they. And it's not that just that just that they complete it quickly. It's that they're explaining what they're doing while they're doing it, or right before they really? do it. Really, that's that's awesome. Yeah, like uh, like one of them, uh, Tomato Angus, who we were talking, who we talked about uh, last year. Not to be confused year, with Tomato Anus, who is the same person, uh, <laughs> but he's different on stream because they can't because they can't put anus on. <laughs> anus thing is they not hate possible because they uh, Angus. Yeah, uh, but he did a Fallout uh, one through four mainline run. And I think it was like three hours and 30 minutes or two hours and 30 minutes. Uh, but he, one of the glitches, he was, he actually brought out a prop t- to explain the glitch, how it works. <laughs> and it was like made of like, um, of like a red solo cup and like two pieces of ply or uh, cardboard <laughs> and stuff like that. And he was explaining it during That's a cut funny. scene. <laughs> He's like, it's going to take me longer to explain how this works than it is for me to actually do it. So he like brings it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, and that was fun to watch. Uh, they did a Final Fantasy VIII run uh, overnight in like nine hours. That's crazy. So, wow. which is mostly just uh, cutscenes because you can't right. skip them. <laughs> right. Oh, right. So you're just watching the movie. You're just watching the movie. Well done. <laughs> which is actually what the Final Fantasy uh, X one is as well. The Final Fantasy X, I think, is 10 hours, of which I think seven of those hours is cutscenes. Wow. Because wow. you can't skip them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, if you haven't watched AGDQ before or a game's done quick, you should. It's twice a year. Uh, this one was was now or last week. Uh, the next one I think is coming up in the summer and the fall, and I think Minnesota is where they do it. So yeah, uh, really fun though. Look them up if you if you want to see any of those runs. They're a lot of fun. And then the last bit of news is we got some Anthem news, right, Manda? Yes, I was very excited about this. Um, we talked about this, I think, uh, I don't know, like six or seven episodes ago when mm-hmm. we were all very excited and playing the brand new Anthem. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> The game was not perfect, um, and we thought at the time that it was very sad that EA wasn't going to put any re- more resources into it. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that we were wrong, that instead <laughs> EA is actually putting um, people into the game to uh, to fix some of what kind of broke we don't really know what it's going to look like when it's done or how they're going to roll it out um but we heard that there's probably going to be one or two options either they're going to um go in and fix everything and then release it all at once kind of very destiny taking king where it's Mm -hmm. like hey we heard all of your feedback we made all of the fixes and this is what you actually wanted or they're going to make iterative changes and release them over several months which is a little more no man's sky like yeah but the, the the silver lining is that they had a almost good game. <laughs> that game's bad. <laughs> and they uh, they they realized what was wrong. But I think I think we all agree that at the core they had something really special. And the idea of them being able to go back in and say like, "Hey, we're just gonna fix what we have." I think that's gonna be fun. Yeah, this is the game that I vowed to go back to. So yep. maybe I will hold off for a. Hey, oh, what? It'll take him like what a month or two to fix everything. Oh yeah, and yeah, then just, I'll be good to go. It's a great excuse for you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Brian! <laughs> but I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for our news segments. You know, Brian, yeah. it's the new year, right? Of and course. we were talking about resolutions at the top of the podcast. Yeah. And you know what? Another resolution that a lot of people have, including myself, is to eat better. 
You know, we're just trying to look at what we're, we're intaking and, and make a few choices to try and uh, uh, better the health of, our, of ourselves so we can play games for longer in our lives. That's really what it comes down to. Fair. So I was wondering if you all had any suggestions or what are some like, like good, like healthy hot pots or something that I could partake in. Like some crunchy carrots? Mmm, I like crunchy carrots. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to be filling enough. I may need something more than that. Hmm. Um, hmm. Some salty soup? Some salty soup. Mmm, I love salt soup. <laughs> My, that, that is a thing. <laughs> My favorite type of soup. Some, salt. Some lickable lemons? Oh, wow. I like I like a lickable lemon, but I don't like to lick it too much. Oh. Be, I, I know, it's a lickable lime. Give it to me all day. Oh, I, okay. I can lick that all lime right. like it's nobody's right. business. Both of those are too bitter. Too mm. bitter? Yeah. Well, that, then this wouldn't work for you. I it need wouldn't. something else that would kind of work for all of us, I think. Uh, I'm not just thinking about me here. No. I'm thinking about you all, too. Uh, yeah. Mushy melons? Mushy melons, ew. Some fresh Ugh. fruit. Yeah. Some fresh fruit. Put that on the list. I'm making a shopping list. Fresh loot, lickable limes. I don't know what the first one you said was. I forget, but I'm going to put that cr- on there crunchy too. Crunchy carrots. Crunchy carrots. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Joe, what else can I get that's like it healthy? It just sounds like you need something that might be kind of tasty. <gasps> yeah. I, lo- I would love if it was tasty. That would make it so much easier to eat. It does sound like but it would be. It's got to be something that's like healthy and robust and that I can you know really chew something on. Something that rises to the top. Mm. You want to sink your teeth into it, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you would know. just pick that one right out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could almost say it would be the top pick. It would be the top <laughs> pick. Yeah. Ooh, but what if we could make that tasty, though? What would that oh, be called? Tasty topic. I don't know how it's possible that we make these dumber and dumber, but... <laughs> oh, I had a dumber one. I'm really glad Joe chose that one because that was way better than what I was going to say next. <laughs> I feel like that one had the uh, more through line than it some did. of them did, nice. though. That had a good it. plot. It was. <laughs> uh, this uh, week's, yeah, Tasty yeah. Topics are a chance to take a, a news article or just something that we've been thinking about and kind of delve into it a little deeper within the, the four of us here at Tasty Dragon. So, Tasty Topic is, uh, is you, Manda, correct? Yes, in in the same theme as the kind of anthem next, as I kind of wanted us to talk a bit about the games that we liked that were not necessarily perfect. Mm. So if you could go back in time and you could take a game that was almost there but not quite, and then you could give it the glow or up. That was just could, bad. And or you, just but you that, knew there just, was something good there. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and give it like a like a little blow dry, you know, a little wash and dry. <laughs> a little, uh, a I thought that was going shine. somewhere else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give it a makeover, buy it a new outfit, send it to the gym, whatever it takes. <laughs> just like, you know, if you could if you could take something that was almost there yeah. or not quite there, and then just give it that little yeah. extra. Give nudge. them the the reality show home makeover thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. What whatever game, that show is called. What game would that be? For for me personally, I think it would be Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, uh, yeah. Because there were so many pieces of that that were so excellent, and I. Oh. Just overall, it just kind of was meh. And I think if they had gone back and just tweaked some of the characters, maybe if I spent more time with them or they gave me different aspects of their personality. How would you want them to be different, I guess? By by tweak, what do you mean? I I, I think if they just workshopped it a little bit. There were some characters that I didn't, just care about i don't know if so like flesh out the writing or the 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 characters more like what about i guess the characters would you want uh to see more of that would make it more engaging i spent time with them when i was on the boat but i just didn't care about any of their stories i don't know if it was how they introduced it to me if i just wasn't inspired by the little tidbit of information that i got Mm -hmm. or if it was just that like 
that their, their personalities didn't mesh very much so with the theme of like the game. it sounds like, narrative speaking, yes. you would like... I, uh, and uh, I don't necessarily uh, think that their modeling was bad or the, the direction that they went with them was bad. I just wish they spent just a little more time, like, getting the hooks in. Right, um, yeah. Especially early on. Because who doesn't want, like, a space adventure? Right, you know? right. And it was really the crew that was lacking. And yeah. it isn't that they were bad. It was mostly that they just didn't hold up in comparison to the other Mass Effects. I, I, and I think from, from what I saw played of it, what I would have wanted for that game was for it to break out a little more. More from the from the other series because I felt like they used a lot of like the same aliens and the same structures mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it, for something that took place like millions of universes away from the original they all were the same. It, no, they weren't. Is okay. they didn't bring all of the species over. There oh. was there was so another was ship who didn't make it yet, but is still on its way that had yeah. most of the aliens. Oh. So it was just like four made aliens and then one new one. And it was yeah. just like, oh, we went all the way over here and there's only one new species. Yeah. I get it, it's game and modeling, but um yeah, I think they I think with just a little tweak, it could have been perfect. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like the people on the ground that you spoke with for like three seconds had way better stories than your entire yeah! crew. <laughs> like, that sucks. Yeah. And Mass Effect is known for its strong side characters. Exactly. Yes. Companions, yes. friends, or acquaintances in, in Mandy's case. <laughs> <laughs> they might be friends, just not yet. <laughs> I got high standards. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no Jack from like Mass Effect. Right. Yeah. There's the tattoo chick who's awesome. Yeah. Who has a great uh, overarching story. Oh. Everyone in that game yeah. had, a, had a great story. <laughs> Varys or Varith or whatever his name was. Thorn. Thord. It was been a while. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The I yellow guy. Yeah. I was like, Varric is Dragon Age. Oh. And... I thought there was a Varys. Oh, were you talking There's about Garris. the scientist? Hmm? Oh, Gareth is the... Gareth. Yeah. 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 I was thinking of. Are you talking about the scientist? Yeah, Morden? Sol, Sol, Morden. Yeah, Solus Morden. Morden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Morden. Oh, right. I will never be happy again. His first name is Solus. His first name is Solus. Whoa, Dragon Age reference. <laughs> Sorry. We went on a tangent. We did, we did. Back to the topic. <laughs> Same company. All right, but Mass Effect. All right. That's yeah. a good choice. Um, for me, it's also space-themed. It's uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, which is yeah. the MMO from, from early 2000s Oh, this, this one just makes me go on every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one was, for me, that was basically there. They had yeah. a, a phenomenal, I think probably the best, still currently, crafting system in an MMO. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the best, like, how to get materials, mm-hmm. the best, like, uh, ways to, like, job out your character. You could choose all these the different specialties. The story seemed great, too. The stories wasn't terrible, but, okay. like, everything else around it was just so good. Um, I I would go back and I would just not introduce Jedi's into it. Interesting. <laughs> Jedi's is actually what I think killed it because you had all these people and uh, you know they're all just doing regular normal stuff. You could be a bioengineer, you could be a, a smuggler, or you could be both of them at the same time because you could you could you could spec yourself that way. Uh, and then they introduced um, a Jedi mechanic with which they had like uh, uh, talked about before. If you did like you know whatever, uh, certain people would be able to become Jedi. And then once they actually like properly introduced it, because they didn't actually put it in until like several months later, even mm-hmm. though they said it was already in. Uh, once they introduced that, all the game became was, all right, everybody become Jedi, a Jedi. Jedi, Jedi, yeah. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. And then it was just like, all right, but like Jedi are, I mean, in this game, the Jedi are not the most interesting things. It's, right. yeah. that, you know, it's the armors, the weapons, right. it's all these other people. Yeah. Uh, so that that for me is what I think. So actually, Star Wars ruined Star Wars. Yes, Cause <laughs> agreed. You, you have because they had to put Jedi's in eventually. Like yeah. it's it's inevitable. Yeah, or they didn't have to make them playable. 
That's true. Because that's the yeah. whole point is that they're supposed to like one in a but, million people as a Jedi. I feel like mm-hmm. people would have wanted it so badly they would have added it eventually. Because everyone wants to be the person with a lightsaber. And then they get it and they realize this wasn't as good, but then it's too late. This is a good yeah. example of sometimes you have to give your audience what they need and not what they want. Correct. Oh. Uh, snap. <laughs> Fascism. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I would do. I would go back there. Band and, of the dictator. And just, and just tweak every, you know, just tweak a couple of things. It wouldn't even be all that much. That's yeah. what I would go back to. I remember do. every time I would see a trailer for that game, I'd be like, oh, it was this cool Star Wars game. And then at the end of the cinematic, it's like the MMO. And I'm like, oh. So I know it was kind of a, a middling experience. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be because uh-huh. of some of the shortcomings. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I played day one. It was probably, I think, my 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 best day one experience on an MMO ever. That's oh. exciting. That's another tasty That's topic. That's another tasty topic. <laughs> I'm sad I didn't play Somebody that. write these down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Star Wars <laughs> Galaxies, that's mine. Right on. Uh, how about you, Joe? It's, this is a very difficult choice. Okay. Uh-huh. And so I, I immediately went to Pac-Man World Championship, the new one, and uh-huh. I would prefer it to be like the last one, but I feel like that's not like a glow up. That's not making it better. That's just making it a totally different game. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, so, you know, slate, off the slate. Okay. And I went to like Bomberman and I was like, yeah, the one for the Switch. I was super miserable playing that thing. I played that for like 20 minutes and I was angry because it wasn't the classic Bomberman. There was no classic mode. It was a 3D, ridiculous, very silly version of Bomberman. You know what? Again, I'm just asking it to be an old game. Take it off the list. And then I realized, I think the crown jewel of all the games that I ever wished were better for the PlayStation, there was a Danger Girl game. I loved the comic book Danger Girl by J. Aww. Scott Campbell and Andy Harnell. And I only bought that game because they, I was told that some of the story they took three and a half years to finish uh, was in that game. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, cool, I'll totally buy this game. It was like 40 bucks at the time, which was a lot of money for, for high school me. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to buy this game and I'm going to play this. I'm going to play the crap out of this game. I'm going to have so much fun. Hell yeah. And the, 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 they made a new character. She had a giant wrench. Oh, damn. It was really cool. The, the style of the game is fun. Danger. And Andy Cornell is an amazing <laughs> writer. Like, he, it is. It, Danger Girls are great. If you don't read that comic, you really should. It's fantastic. Um, it, it, side note. What went wrong? Sorry, go ahead. Side note with the comic. Uh, my favorite thing they've ever done, instead of calling it Magic the Gathering in the book series mm-hmm. as a guy, they call it Enchantment the Congregating. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like good, a good pun like that, Enchantment nice. the Congregating, you, you can have all the money in the world. <laughs> so I was expecting the game to be like like Andy Hernell's writing, like mm-hmm. J. Scott Campbell's looks of things. Um it didn't it not not only did not look the way it probably should have for the time it had come out for it was too ambitious to have characters look like that yeah and then secondary the gameplay was awful i was expecting to just Aww. play tomb raider Aww. like it's just like semi scantily clad ladies like one of them's got a whip one of them uses knives one of them's got a gun this lady's got a giant wrench do you want to be the smart chick with the computer and then there's like three guys in the game and so it did you find it didn't really faithfully recreate it, it didn't what recreate you felt anything in the um, comic book it didn't go along with the comic so the narrative okay. was off it didn't have any extra stuff in so it so like completely not what they need to change they need to they have need someone to change the whole who's game. A, a, a fan of the comic books for realsies but it was written <laughs> by the guy that did the comic that's what? the real well, written, problem what was the story fine so like no it was just <laughs> terrible every part of this game the, the mechanics oh, were bad you weren't playing like, like like I said I was assuming it would be like Tomb Raider or it would be like it, it just any kind of game where you're you're partially running around, sh- running gun, stuff, you know, jumping over things. Right. Like, so the idea was good, but everything in the execution was the bad. The whole thing was bad. <laughs> the game didn't even work right. It like, Aww. and half the time it froze up weirdly. Like it was like literally developed wrong. Like just Aww. everything. 
I was so disappointed that I think after about three hours of trying to get out of the first three zones, like I think I spent about an hour in each zone, just I want to look at everything and it's terrible. Ugh. So I would totally make somebody like give that the new Tomb Raider, like Crystal Dynamics, take Danger Girl <laughs> and go make that cool. Cause that's what I want. I want yeah. a cool Danger Girl game. Cause they're really fun characters and their designs are fun. And the story, the world they live in is full of puns. And it's <laughs> Crystal <laughs> Dynamics would rock that. Right. They would. So the, the, the winner for me is Danger Girl. I wish that game was better. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. And then Troy. Yeah. I feel so bad for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the game that I would think that just kind of like dropped the ball, kind of sucks, really could have done better, is The Witcher 3. I mean, what a P.O.S. I mean, what were they thinking? Just a smiling pile. (laughs) A smiling pile. A smelling pile that (laughs) smiles at you. Ugh. As it wafts its smell at you. Yeah, what a bad game. I'm lying. That's one of the best (laughs) games ever made. Um, The game I would would look at is Days Gone. It came out last year. Oh. Uh, That game... Unfortunately, it had a lot of negative parts of it. It was had a really shallow systems with customizable options and, and management of weapons and all of that. Uh, the pacing was really shallow with uh, the amount of things that happened in the world that didn't feel very lived in. Um, and like the, the connection to the story and the writers just just or the the writing to the characters just didn't quite uh, click all the time. Um, so it ended up being kind of a generic game, unfortunately. But I still remember those awesome moments where I'm just because it's an open world zombie game, and that hasn't really been done like in this arcade way before. Um, and so I remember have moments of like creeping up over a hill, and there the moonlight is there, and then one single zombie comes over it, and I just watch it, and I hear it crackling, <laughs> and then I'm just like, "That's beautiful!" And I kind of get up towards it to then look over and see there's just hundreds more behind it. <laughs> like that's an amazing moment that just happens, you know. The way that they did their horde system of trying to uh, kind of, you know, mouse trap, you know, home alone style your way through defeating <laughs> hordes by setting traps in areas and then like, you know, instigating a horde to come after you and having them fall into things and blow up and fire. Like that was so much fun. The bike was really fun to ride once you got enough upgrades to it. Like there were so many really robust, lovely parts of this game that it was just kind of trapped within probably a uh, long uh, development cycle that was just kind of hard to get through and definitely a marketing scheme that kind of oversold it too early. And so I wish that, um, or not even that I wish, what I feel like that game did well enough to get a sequel. And I'm hoping that they've taken this first game, a lot like the first Assassin's Creed, which was also a little shallow and repetitive. And this next game they make will be just really, really robust and lovely. Really hit the mark. Um, Zombies is a tired trope. I get it. And I wasn't. I was over zombies when I went into that game, and by the end of it, like I kind of got me back into zombies, which is saying a lot because I was <laughs> done with zombies. Um, and now I'm into the character. Now that I'm into zombies, by the end of that game, I was into the main character, uh, mm-hmm. Deacon St. John. Such a just dumb name. <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize his name was St. John was his last name. Mm-hmm. So there were times where he'd be like, tell him St. John sent you. And I thought he was just so pretentious that his name was John. And he's like, tell him St. John sent you. And I was like, oh, I hate this guy. And she was like, that's his last name. <laughs> Never mind. I retract my yeah, name. <laughs> yeah. If they can clean some of the, like that stuff up and some of the dialogue stuff that's like very, very much like <laughs> just, just not, not well written. Um, <laughs> then I think that it could be a, a really, a really great experience all around for everybody. Yeah. Like maybe he took his wife's last name and besides it said the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> she says one line when they get married where she's just like, 
And it's like, I do, I do. Instead, she's like, and now I want you to ride me like your motorcycle. And it's just like oh. so gross. And I'm like, who, who wrote this this woman to say this? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, this, is, this is weird. <laughs> it was a boy. It was definitely I, a boy. <laughs> I don't want to presume because I don't know. But yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> um, so I feel like that game could be really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. Because I saw that that the when they did the, what was it, like, the the zombie horde system like like three EAs before or right. E threes yeah. before yeah. it came out and I was like wow it's like they're like flowing like water right and it was really interesting yeah. the way that they were going through these through the train tracks and through yeah. train cars yeah. and everything I was like holy crap yeah and then like that was like the only that thing that it. they kept from that yeah. <laughs> but, but if you think about it they had to balance all of that story and dynamics with the new systems they were building and hopefully now that those systems right. exist they, they can, can just move. concentrate on the other stuff yeah it yeah. feels like the, the zombie system is, is the best tech mm-hmm. part of that game and yeah the, those hundreds of zombies coming at you is um, it's, it's an amazing experience surviving that yeah. and managing that and yeah I think the story was just kind of made around that frame so nice I'm for it yeah alright cool all right, that'll do it for our tasty topic. Now it brings us to our dragon of the week. It's the dragon of the week. It'll make you think. It's the dragon of the week while you're skating round the rink. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week is our chance to highlight some industry professionals or companies and just talk about the ones that are making the games that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> making the games their games. Yeah. yeah. Gaming the games with yeah, games. Exactly. <laughs> Game people. Yeah, and Game this people. week's uh, dragon, uh, Troy, you have our dragon this week, right? That's right. My dragon of the week is Megan Marie. Ooh. Yeah, two names. Mm. Two Megan names. Marie. Uh, she's a games professional and international cosplayer a diversity advocate, and much, much more. But I was brought to kind of know about her. I kind of learned about her through her work as an author. And she uh, writes books on gaming. Okay. Um, so uh, what happened is recently I was um, looking at, um, uh, you know, Instagram, mm-hmm. as you do. Just yeah. just scrolling. Of course. One of those late night scrolls. Just a <laughs> scroll down memory lane. <laughs> and um, I came across um, Siobhan Reddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Siobhan Reddy, who was uh, our Dragon of the Week um, back in our May 26th episode titled Look at That Asphalt. Nice. <laughs> Check it out. It was a good, it was a good, it was a good one. It was at least a good title. It was about dreams. <laughs> um, so I was, I was on her Instagram and I saw she was getting tagged in a lot of posts uh, during the holiday season. And it was all revolving around uh, this one book that mm-hmm. she's featured in called uh, Women in Gaming, 100 Professionals of Play. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) And all the posts I saw were people who were getting this book gifted to them over the holidays. And they were just like, yeah, look at me. I got this awesome book. And I was like, I want to be one of those people (laughs) in that picture being like, yeah, look at this awesome book. So I immediately ordered it. It was like only like 15 bucks or 20 bucks or not even. Yeah. It's hardcover. It was a a hardcover. Good book. Beautiful book. Got it sent to me and immediately, like two days ago, just delved into it and grossed it. I brought it to um, uh, the meeting I was at yesterday. I got there a little early, so I was like, perfect. Busted it out of the box and just started diving in. Uh, really awesome book. I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, but it made me think, like, like here on this podcast with us, Taste of Dragons, we have this segment the uh, where we highlight our industry professionals. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where I've gone to do research on women in gaming, and I'll type in, like, women in gaming. And what will come up a lot of times is, like, a top 10 article, like, mostly top 10 articles. Here are the top 10 women of, 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 this, of this year or of this era and whatnot. And you'd have to dig a little deeper to find the rest of the women. 
And I kept um, thinking in my head, like, yo, there, there's more than 10 women in this industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I want to know about all the others as well. There's 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then so that, this is why when I, when I saw this, I was like, boom, here's this book mm -hmm. that is filled with bios and essays. They, they do a special like day in the life feature where instead of instead of an essay or a bio, they just like, hey, you're you're a very popular streamer. Just I'm just going to write about what one day of you being a streamer is like. Okay. Go like really interesting stuff. Interviews, little uh, Easter eggs about their lives and whatnot. Um, it, in short, it's like everything that I've been wanting <laughs> um, is is in this book. OK. Um, so, yeah. So I want to take this time to uh, talk about the author, uh, Megan Murray. Um, she grew up gaming with her family, with her brothers and would play all the time. Um, but her world kind of turned upside down when, uh, Tomb Raider came out because, <laughs> uh, her brothers, uh, didn't want to play for boy reasons, I presume. <laughs> and so she felt like, oh, I have like a game like for me, yeah. like, this is my game. I get to play this game. And not only was that really empowering for her, but she also found, you know, Lara Croft as a really powerful role model, uh, you know, a woman who can go out there and adventure, the main character of this game. And she kind of it clicked with her in a very special, deep way, um, what she found in, in Lara Croft as a role model. Um, so her inspiration to get into the games industry, though, ignited when she was a teenager. She would read tons of Game Informer magazines, and she slowly was feeling like, hey, I think I am more interested in this than <laughs> I thought I was. Yeah, I've been informed by game, <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah. I am very informed. But she didn't really feel like it would be a thing she could do until um, one day, as, I, as she annotated, um, she saw the picture of Lisa Mason, who was a writer for um, Game Informer at that time. Okay. And uh, she finally saw like a woman, like a woman's face in this magazine. And she was like, oh, oh, I, I can't, I can? I could, I could. Okay, yeah. She, she did, so I could I do can. This. Yeah. yeah, totally. And from then on, she tailored her life to getting hired into Game Informer. <laughs> when she went to college, she did journalism and computer sciences and just did everything possible to make sure. She even had a sculpture class where she would, she sculpted. Um, game, game Informer logos. She just um, made hundreds and hundreds of small Game Informer logos out of clay. Just the G, F, no, G, I, it was, G, I. I, it I, was, I think fun. something Nintendo related, like a, like, a, like a Yoshi or a Pikmin or something that the rest of her classmates were like, what are you making? What are you, uh, what are you sculpting? And she's like, don't worry about it. I'm doing a gaming thing. Was, was it a snow sculpture? Because it's in her form. <laughs> oh, wow. Snow. Yeah. That's a, that's a deep it's early a 90s reference there. <laughs> music. Well done, Brian. Um, but basically, she pretty much did everything in school. Her essays, her papers. She always geared it to be around video games. Um, and eventually, while she was in school, she went to Game Informer. She wrote an amazing um, uh, review of Georges Erebus, the Final Fantasy spinoff oh, yes, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, game, sent it to them. And they were like, well, this is great. They got her application. They brought her in. And she was like, this is a really great article. And then they found out that she's still in school. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm, I, I can do this. And uh, if she did get the job, she would have to quit school and move to, mm -hmm. to Minnesota, where, where Game Informer is. Um and or, or just, you know, change her life. And then uh, Andy McNamara, who was the editor in chief, kind of told her like, hey, this is a this is like a, a, a volatile or a shifty industry. Mm -hmm. Finish your college first. Yeah. And come back to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he kind of like gave her that. And she was like devastated at first, but then finished school. And she came back in 2008 with all of her training. And she did some networking with Destructoid and, and Girls in Gaming and mm -hmm. different different things in the industry. Came back to Game Informer and 
bugged him a little bit. And before you know it, boom, she was an associate editor. Nice. 2008. And her, her dream to work for Game Informer came true. And she started just pumping out, you know, all the good stuff. Um, while she was there, she was known for actually um, being the person to write the cover story for the first ever reveal of the new modern take on Tomb Raider. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. So it was her that got to break that Aww. story to the world, which, of course, with yeah, her background. Lot, oh, yeah. yeah. So she got to do that, and it was one of the highlights of her career. She got to meet the people from Crystal Dynamics and get to know, learn all about Lara and all that stuff. And uh, and she also got to break the story for Portal 2, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. She got to go behind the scenes <laughs> when they were making it, where they actually made the cake. The cake. <gasps> like, the real cake. Oh, my goodness. Uh -huh. Yeah. It was a part, lie. Yeah. And she got to, nice. to write about that. <laughs> she could be lying. It was her cover story. I think, she, I don't There's know. No you take that out with Megan. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, so it was it was a dream come true. Now, after some time at Game Informer, uh, she was offered a job by a company that she could not turn down. Mm -hmm. Any guesses what that company could be? Uh, is it uh, <laughs> is it Crystal Meth? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Crystal Dynamics. Oh, you got it. Yeah. That's right. The makers of Tomb Raider were like, "Hey, you want to work for?" Us? What? Yeah. And it was kind of really sweet um, because the way she felt it, she's like, hey, you know, she took the job because, see, Game Informer was her dream. It was her dream job. Mm -hmm. But working on Tomb Raider was not a dream because she didn't even think it was possible. Yeah. You know, like that's, this is like another level for her that she did not even expect ever. Yeah. And here they are being like, we want you to be part of our team. Yeah, this is her heaven. This yeah. is, she's not sure this yeah. exists, hey, like, but she knows it's there. You dream you know. of a good car. You dream of a, of a house that yeah. works properly and never breaks. You dream about these <laughs> yeah. things. And then, you know, that th you can work and they can come true. But mm -hmm. yeah, this is like her nirvana, you know, yeah. some Aww. otherworldly stuff. Stuff. And here it was literally welcoming her in, into it. And this is after the first game. Or, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that's Crystal Dynamics peak right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still awesome, you know. <laughs> um, so, um, so she came on board as the community and communication manager of Crystal Dynamics. And, um, and through that, started working with the fans. That's, that was her thing. She created the, the fan site. She worked with the people who also love Tomb Raider to <laughs> help them, give them ways to love Tomb Raider more. Mm-hmm. And um, she rocked that and during that time got inspired to write a book. She had written one book before about Nintendo with a friend. And this was her first solo uh, book um, she wrote. It was uh, 20 years of Tomb Raider, digging up the past to finding the future, which was just her being like, here's 20 years of Tomb Raider. Here's the influence it's had on gaming. Here's the importance of it. Here's just everything you want to know about Tomb Raider in a book she put out there. Yeah, I've actually heard of that book. <laughs> yeah. I've read that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you know her work. Um, so she had this huge uh, uh, release with the book and, and great success with the, the, the follow-up to Tomb Raider, the second game. Um, I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider was the second one. Or is Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the latest one. Yeah. Shadow's the newest one. Shadow's the newest one, then Rise is correct then. Yeah. Then it's, yeah, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Shadow's. Because Shadow Rise of the Tomb Raider talks about her as she's like a kid and stuff and the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. um, so then in 2013, she decided to try some new things. She left Crystal Dynamics because there was a new sensation out in the world that was uh, kicking up some steam. And uh, it was this little game called League of Legends. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> it was headed by Riot Games. And she worked there. 
Oh. And then left after six months. <laughs> oh. Um, on her departure, um, all she did to, to say why she was leaving is she posted that article that you had talked about, Mandy, about the um, of uh, the, 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 the female worker and the, with the male co-worker yeah. who go in there. It was mm-hmm. a huge, it was the first really expo exposing article about Riot Games, yeah. what goes on there. Yeah, that was from uh, Kotaku. Yes. Yeah. So she posted that as like, here's my reason for leaving. And that's when the whole thing with Riot really got was brought to her? light. Uh, it, it, well, the article by Kotaku used an anonymous name, and oh, then they okay. interviewed a okay. lot of women anonymously. So, I, you know, it's... Yeah, so most of them were anonymous. They had a couple who weren't. Right. The, the, person, the person yeah. who did it was Cecilia De Anastasio. Okay. Right. So. Yeah, she she wrote that. Um, so, so she was there when that article was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so she left and um, went back home. Crystal Dynamics was like, hey... Come on, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> yeah. And there she became the senior community and social media manager. And so she continued to work on Shadows of Tomb Raider, one of Joe's favorite games. Um, mm-hmm. At which point she was then approached by Prima, the Game Guide magazines. Mm-hmm. And they just came to her and were like, can you write a book about women? <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it, but also was really like, oh, no. Because, of course, she's going to say yes. But this was right yeah. as she was working on Shadows of Tomb Raider. Oh. So she was like, this is just going to be a tough year. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. She you know, Aww. worked super hard and went and uh, put together a list of over 500 women in the industry and interviewed them and found them and found new things herself, you know, found people that she knew personally, but also uncovered, you know, like the first women at Atari who like, like there's people at Atari, there's women at Atari who like helped launched the, um, like the marketing, like back then when it came to like arcades, people just thought, Hey, if if the most coins means it's a good game. And she found a way, like one of the, the people in her book found a way to say, no, it's more about the coins. Let's get out there and really market, find what gamers want and then give it to them. And then Atari became a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's amazing all the people she's finding in her books and I could go way more into the book, but buy (laughs) it, enjoy the awesomeness for yourself. I'll, I'll give the name out in a sec. Um, but to tie up a little bit other, uh, a few other things about her, she's an avid cosplayer, um, donates all of her cosplay earnings to local charities, you know, look up her cosplays. She's awesome. It's a dope. She makes her stuff. Um, she's also an advocate for accessibility for gaming. Check out her influence in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, how she was able to advocate to, to make that game more, more, uh, accessible for disabled gamers. And she's also been a strong voice, obviously, for the treatment of women in, in work. Mm-hmm. Um, to which, if you can, go read the article, her uh, blog article titled, uh, What You Would Do If You Weren't Afraid. <laughs> yeah. Which it applies, like we've talked about instances like that, Mandy, just in the real world where it's like, man, I would love to do this thing. But if I wouldn't, didn't have this like underlying layer of fear. Yeah, like <laughs> the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a blog that really touches on that and, and her experience she had uh, at PAX one year, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, she's still working hard. She released this book, um, the, the Women in Gaming, in 2018. And I'm sad that it took me a year to hear about this. Um, but, uh, since then she's still been working hard at Crystal Dynamics and right now she's gearing up for a really big game with a big franchise. You might've heard of it, the Avengers. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you want to talk about, uh, being on a social media manager, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a hell of a one and working with the fans. The Avengers are here, especially yeah. those you know, people care a little bit. They care a little bit. And also the <laughs> fact that this is like the first big, like triple A title of anything that is not based on the movies. And yeah. it's not using the movie people. Like, exactly. this is its own thing. It's its own thing. And they're also releasing comics as uh, stories leading up that, that oh, they'll tell fun. you the lead up to why they fracture in the actual game. Yeah. So they've actually released, I think, two of them so far. So, Which is awesome. Yeah. 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 
Um, so yeah, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about her first because I think it's going to be pretty obvious and easy for me while I read this book to be like, oh, I want to talk about this person on the podcast. Yeah. And I just didn't want to talk about them without giving props to her who put this book together first. Mm-hmm. Um, now when I do talk about it, I'm not, I'm not going to be just reading what she wrote. Go, <laughs> go buy the book, re- read it yourself. But I will be using what I read as like a launching point to then do my own research mm-hmm. and my own interviews and, and whatnot. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, Megan, because <laughs> uh, we do the segment every week. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> so it's, it's great to have so much more material, especially um, more more women uh, that we can bring. And it's not just material. It's, it's material that we know is true. Uh, right. That's also a lot of things. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of material I see or I find when I'm you know researching. And it's like... <laughs> Wait a minute. This, this isn't. This is, or they contradict each other. Yeah, they contradict. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unless yeah. it's like a direct interview. Yeah. I don't know if I and, can completely contrast what this is. And, and for us, we're like outside of the games industry. Exactly. It's hard. We don't have the resources at the time to go in and get the truth. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have to rely on what articles other people have made and then try to you know base our own opinions and truths off we're of that. We're not going to call up Kojima and be like, hey, is this true? I heard that you <laughs> like monkeys. Hey, hey, I yo, heard he- that's your favorite animal. Is it true? Yo, 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 Hideo. Let me talk for a sec. What about these monkeys? Yo Deo. Yo Deo. <laughs> Deo. Uh, Yo Deo. So, so it, it's great. It's such a good research. Like, not only is it is it a great research to 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 learn more about women in gaming, and so important. And um, anyway, I hope that or, we, or she has also noted that hopefully one day we don't need books like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you'll, you'll just know these people. Um, I think it, it's just great to 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 get those. Uh, to get that information out, and it's a good it's a good book for gaming in general. The first section of it is just uh, you them teaching you uh, phrases like FPS and and uh, and you know MMOs and just what it all means. If you've never heard of games and you want to read this book, they even have a good guide to get you up to speed uh, for when you get in there. So I, I learned a thing. I learned what how what uh, MOBAs are actually. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying like massively online, uh, you know, beta applications. <laughs> I was like, no, it's just multiple online battle oh, arena. arena. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave you with one of her quotes that she lives by, one of her mottos. She has many, but uh, one that popped up a bunch when I was looking at interviews is that she believes to uh, always live your passions, which I think That's good advice. is personified by her her life. I like it. I like it. And then in uh, nine years from now, we can do uh, 500 Dragon of the Weeks. (laughs) Uh, Well, there's only 100 professionals in this game. You'll have to wait for the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in two years from now, we'll have our book out, 100 Dragon of the Weeks. (laughs) Look forward to more. (laughs) But the book is Women in Gaming, 100 Professionals to Play. You can find it on whatever service you order stuff from. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice that um, you know, there is somebody out there who is looking into kind of like the hidden figures also of mm-hmm. the gaming world. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the, the coolest things she found were the hidden figures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And I felt better knowing that even someone who is deep in the industry was still finding people that she hadn't known about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, gosh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she was probably interviewing people, and she was like, oh, yeah, I remember Edna. And she's like, but who? <laughs> what? <What's, laughs> who's this? Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. She invented the joystick. I don't yeah. know why anyone knows she is. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. you all can borrow it if you like it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I live with you. I was just going to take it. But, right. Uh, now I have permission. <laughs> Now that you're done with it, it's 100% hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We share. <laughs> we but also buy means. your own. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Wow. 
As always, we record live upstairs inside of Tate's Comics, Ooh, powered by so friends. So roomy. The 3000 Brigade. Ooh, Ooh the cosplay troupe. They are. <laughs> uh, as always, you can also find us online. That's right. Check us out at Taste of Dragons on Twitter and Instagram. We do some fun posts all the week. We rank some dragons. We look at some history of games. And we talk about what we're not talking about. It's a good time. It is. <laughs> the we're best all- way to advertise is with content. Yeah. <laughs> we're also on the YouTube. You can check us out with the Drew's News, our new segment. Yeah, we're playing through Midnight in Salem. Check out our latest episodes to see how we're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll find out fairly quickly how we are. <laughs> <laughs> Should be out on Monday. It's yeah, a yeah, learning yeah. experience. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And also, we're trying to get on YouTube more. We're trying to do some more video stuff. So this is us experimenting and exploring new avenues of tasting. Yeah. You and know, dragoning. Because <laughs> everybody's taste isn't your taste, and our taste isn't yours. Wow. So, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. That'll do it for it. So, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. And that'll... Be this week's episode. And we are the Taste of Dragons. Dragons. See, okay, so I'm one for two now. I'm one for two. Wasn't going to (laughs) last. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs)